0: Are you suffering from back pain? Well, I've got the thing just for you. 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain, plus 192 others just in case, volume 1, available at Amazon.com. Over 30 million Americans are suffering with back pain at this very moment. The vast majority of these cases are either caused or exacerbated by common lifestyle factors. Many of the same factors may be causing you pain right now. Join board-certified physician Andrew Kirshner as he guides you through the parts of your life where these problems occur and gives you simple, safe, and effective solutions for these common daily pitfalls. In this fun and informative book, you will learn how to identify the aspects of your life which may be causing you pain, how to create a back-friendly environment, how you can improve your pain by improving your sleep, ways to make a pain-free commute, how you can perform daily activities without making your pain worse and much more. Andrew Kushner is so well respected in the field of back pain relief. He has, you know, famous clients such as DJ Jazzy Jeff. He has done uh, many talks and lectures at universities in the UK. He has appeared on QVC, demonstrating back pain relief products, and that is because he is an expert in his field and people trust him. Also, check out the five-star reviews on Amazon.com. This is the book that you need if you suffer from back pain. That's 15 surefire tips for relieving back pain, plus 192 others, just in case, Volume 1, available at Amazon.com in paperback. Check the link below the show for more information. Just when you thought that there were already too many podcasts in the world,
1: here comes another one.
2: One two, testing phone speaker microphone. Check check. One two. Hello hello. <laughs> Beautiful. How's that?
0: That's perfect. Um. Oh my God. Who does he think he is? Come around here
1: with his bloody podcast.
0: And welcome to another episode of Pablo's Poppin' Podcast. I hope everyone's doing okay. And a special hello to all members of the Jellyfish Group joining a fan page, which I am the uh, moderator of. Uh, you may have heard of today's guest. It's a certain... Uh, what's his name? What's his name? Uh, yeah, Roger Joseph Money Jr. Um, <laughs> he's currently on tour with Beck. And I, I felt very lucky that he was able to um, squeeze me in uh, before a show um for a, a very fun chat i think i think it, it hopefully it's a bit different to interviews that he has done in the past um it, it may it may not be but I, I got in a lot of questions that were asked uh, of the group as well which um i hope everyone enjoys i think roger enjoyed the interview um so yeah it, for those listening to the show for the first time um this is the bit where i kind of like ramble for a bit and uh, advertise a lot of stuff to you as well so do bear with me uh, it's all for a reason, and it's so that I can keep the show going and bring you great guests like Roger Joseph Manning Jr. Um, and I do have a big announcement, so stay tuned till the end of the show um, for a big guest announcement. It may be jellyfish related. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it's, it's exciting stuff to say the least. Um, yeah, so for those who don't know me, um, I am Pablo, this is Pablo's Popman Podcast, and um, I discovered Jellyfish in 2007 when uh, my boss at the time, uh, he got the Alpaca's Orgling album, the L-E-O album, and he told me that he bought it just for the two lines that Andy Stermer sings on the first track, and I thought he was insane because he had to order it from the States as well. And uh, also in the mail came uh, the Land of Pure Imagination, and um, he had to go out, and um, so I decided to put the album on, and um, it was it you know, it was blowing me away to say the least, but it was um, and I t- I've told Roger this a million times and I'm sure I tell him this in the interview as well, Wish It Ra- Would Rain is the song that just especially the bridge um, it, like the end of the bridge as well where there's like the little rundown of the lead melody and all that kind of stuff um, it just it was like a spiritual experience basically, I, like I felt the light <laughs> shining, <laughs> sort of thing, um, it, it, like you could feel, a fi- I felt a physical change when that happened. I was physically moved and I played the song about 20 times in a row um, and it, that was the first time ever, because I'd been writing songs a little bit at that point but it was the first time ever that I wanted to know how you could hear everything clearly within the song um you know i, I never really even thought about production too much i just i just didn't analyze songs that way um but it's because then i wanted to be able to do it myself and you know i have attempted it since and hopefully you know <laughs> hopefully you may have heard some of that stuff um so yeah it just it, roger money changed my life um even like he changed my life more specifically even more than Jellyfish did um and he is the reason why I have like a degree in production, a degree in teaching um he's the you know Jellyfish are the reason why I've grown my hair long um so yeah so it's an honour to be you know I I met Roger last year for the first time outside uh well two years ago now um outside of a Beck gig which he very nicely got me VIP tickets for um and yeah, he, he he was awesome. We were also working together on a track, which I'm gonna be playing on the show. You've got to t- you've got to take advantage where you can, uh, <laughs> to play your own stuff, um, and just the nicest person. I think he appreciates that I'm like a a, a a big fan, but also like an awkward fan because like I I have OCD probably and you know I, I think all of us jellyfish fans do we've all got like 10 versions of new mistake you know in 10 different pressings and stuff like that um hopefully it's not just me um <laughs> so yeah no you really i think you really appreciate it and uh, last year i got to visit um roger's house well I've, it's not his house anymore i don't think uh, you know charlotte still lives there um but we got to have uh, burritos and margaritas it was really um it was such a la affair um and i got to see the cats and i got to visit the studio which is now like a storage closet um and yeah it was it was awesome like uh, the la trip was uh, fun for a number of reasons it wasn't meant to be like a jellyfish pilgrimage but it kind of turned out that way um i got to visit east west studios where spilt milk was recorded and like i know pet sounds and everything but screw that spilt milk was recorded there um what else did i do oh, i got to visit vasquez rocks where king is half undressed um, was recorded um, when, the, when the video was recorded um, I met Chloe Sturmer for the first time we've chatted a few times and we get along really well and we had lunch and <laughs> she was like "Look, if I had access to my favourite singer I would be asking all the questions in the world so I did ask all the questions in the world um, and she was very, very accommodating um, and she was a lovely person and everyone should check out her band uh, Deadbeat um, her and uh, John Dolan um, kind of experimental garage rock with electronica in there as well so it's deadbeat uh, do check them out um, the, do check out the archives as well if you've never checked out the show before I've interviewed Tim Smith, uh, I interviewed uh, Roger, um, Joe and Eric Dover SCOTUS wasn't available for this but I kind of reunited Imperial Drag for the 20th anniversary of the, um, of their album um i interviewed craig dorfman the author of the jellyfish book um yeah there's lots lots of power pop shows uh but there are some specific jellyfish shows um i interviewed uh, bruce Brodeen and he talks a lot about the uh jellyfish franklin boxer and um, so if you want to hear some info that you may not have heard before do check that out um thank you to you know you heard the advert at the start. Uh, to uh, uh to Andrew Koshner, I uh, d- uh, like do check out the book. Like I, I'm, I'm not good at advertising shit, you know. <laughs> like I'm really awkward with it, but he has been incredibly supportive of the podcast, and um, I can't do it without him basically i can't spend the time you know because i'm a carer for a sister with special needs and you know i'm trying to sort of make a go of things as a musician as a podcaster and you know it, it, they, they all seem like pie in the sky career you know ideas i guess but you know it but I, I feel like I'm getting kind of somewhere with it and that's with your help as well You know a lot of you who listen did pledge towards my Kickstarter I swear to God all of the four-player EPs are now being mailed to everyone um if everyone it, you know people will know that last year was not an easy year and um you know my mom passed away and stuff like that and I'll be honest the Kickstarter Kickstarter kind of kept getting pushed to the back of my mind, and that wasn't fair on those who pledged. Um, All of the EPs are now on their way, as long as I had your address, because I didn't hear back from certain people, and I'm still trying to pursue it, but um, a lot of people have received theirs as well, so do hang in there, you will receive it. Um, If you, are interested you know i will be playing the song that roger sang for me um your e- 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 foreplay is available on 10 inch vinyl um uh, there are signed copies still available uh signed by roger manning and eric dover uh visit toxicmelons.bandcamp.com you know this is how i kind of try to make a living you know <laughs> a power you know there'll be lots of power pop artists here who will be like yep yeah. I mad if you're trying to make money from Power Pop. Um, I don't try and just make money from Power because that would be impossible. Um, you know, I do commissions for people, and um, you know, I teach a little bit, and um, you know, as a carer as well. You know, that takes up a lot of time, and also I also have two cats. So yeah, that's that's basically me in a nutshell. And I do kind of ramble a little bit as well, which is why a podcast is perfectly suited for a windbag like me. Um, So yeah, I think that's just about everything. Oh yeah, no, there is a big green button at the top of the Podbean page uh, called, uh, well, it's Patron, basically. It's giving me money for free. I don't expect anyone to give me money for free. I would like you to check out Bandcamp and if you want to support me and get something in return, then, you know, it's a a mutual back-scratching relationship going on. Um, So yeah, uh, before we go into the main event, my interview with Roger Joseph Manning Jr., This is a song by Toxic Melons, uh, me, from uh, the 4 play EP featuring Roger Manning on vocals. This is Today Didn't Go. okay so this week on pablo's poppin podcast it is my pleasure to have with me the man who was the runaway winner in a poll i held on the joining a fan page facebook group for best hair in jellyfish roger joseph manny jr how are you doing today sir wow
2: i didn't know you ran that contest that's hilarious (laughs) Uh, i'm doing good thank you thanks for having me
0: that's really cool so where, where are you calling from today
2: I'm in Las Vegas. Uh, Beck has a show here tonight, and I leave in a few minutes. And um, yeah, we just did a mini run of the Southwest, Dallas, Houston, and ending in Vegas. I go home tomorrow, then we're off to Mexico, blah, 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 blah. So it's uh, scattered throughout the year. But um, the weather's really nice here, and um, you I've know, had some good dinners with my friends and the band, and here we are. Uh,
0: full full of busy to to say the least um roger has a new e p called glamping which is available for pre order along with a plethora of goodies, some of which are sold out um such as uh, some of your old uh, jellyfish uh costumes which i mean were you surprised that you could still fit into them <laughs> uh w- yeah but i mean I've, i
2: i you've maintained too much a... of my time What's that
0: you've maintained a svelte figure
2: yeah, well, that hasn't—that's been through great, great effort over the years, and I, it's not something I want to put so much time into. But
1: it's—it's
2: uh, it's paid off in feeling pretty good for being 52 years old and uh, being able to fit into and model my old jellyfish clothes for uh, the pledge campaign. So, yeah, <laughs> there's going to be some more I'm going to uh, do for the next campaign too. I've I've kept everything over the years. I'm sitting on about 10 boxes of paraphernalia in my garage of all kinds of of all the bands I've been in over the years. And uh, I mean, I can't take it all to the grave with me. So I mean, there's all kinds of neat things I want to share with people in the uh, months and years to come.
0: Uh, it's really cool. Well, yeah, and I don't want to make uh, too many people jealous, but uh, when I was out in L.A. last year, I got to uh, visit the former Stu Stu studio, and I got to see some really cool things.
2: Oh, there you go. It, it's, yep.
0: it, it's not what it was. Everyone was like, oh, what was it like being in the room? It was kind of, and this is going to embarrass you, it was a little bit of a spiritual experience for me, but now it's kind of a storage closet. Yeah. So, um, <laughs>
2: Yes, it is. I mean, it was a small basement room to begin with, but I crammed. At one point, I had about thirty keyboards crammed in that thing uh, around my computer, and I, I worked in there straight for ten years. I made all three of my previous solo records in there. Um, did lots of overdubs for other clients and, and collaborators, and uh, it was, you know, yeah, I had a lot of near and dear memories tied to that place um and uh yeah now it's it's storage <laughs> <laughs> and then from
1: the oh, video,
0: from the videos that people have seen as well i don't think people may realize how small that room is but how much you were able to cram into that room is you know that's uh pretty good going you were obviously good at tetris to be able to fit everything in and make it work so sort i of think
2: exactly that's the one thing uh that's stuck with me from the video game generation because i'm not a big gamer but uh yeah i was pretty good at tetris <laughs>
0: um well with um with the ep and with the video that was that is on the uh the pledge music campaign as well it it seems and i, I don't want to like sort of uh dig too much into it but you seem so calm and like life is kind of what like figured itself out sort of thing and that you sort of at ease with life, you know what I mean? It just seemed like you were so happy with, you know, where you're at sort of thing. Like, would you agree with that? And does it reflect in the EP?
2: Uh, Sure. No, I'm, I'm happy that it had that effect on you, that you picked that up. I mean, uh, I am very happy where I am in my life. Um, and again, creating peace and uh, a sense of groundedness and focus in one's life is a daily commitment. I won't bore you, your fans, with the uh, all, all that's involved in that, um, but uh, it is a practice that then has a great Results uh, outwardly in the, in the real world, whether that's me making music and offering it to people, or working on sessions, or in my relationship with uh, my fiance Laurel, or um, just and you know, or just traveling with the Beck band. I mean, and uh, you know, and having this weird life out on the road where you are just with this small group of people for weeks on end and you're in a lot of hotel rooms and your life is very, very weird. And then you're supposed to go home to some semblance of a normal life and, uh, creating peace and staying grounded through all that, uh, juggling act is important. And I value that. And because I didn't know always have it in my life. And so I, and it, you know, it's a lifelong uh, process. I haven't mastered anything. I'm not some Zen master. Of anything, but uh, I think you're right. I'm, ha- I'm happy that when you saw the video and, and when you'll hear the record, um, you know there is that uh, sense of um, you know what what one feels on the inside is what comes out, you know, yeah. on the outside, especially through the music. Mm. Uh,
0: with with the um, with glamping, was it uh, a big step for you to decide to work with? of a musician since Catnip Dynamite and Pure Imagination was basically all you?
2: Um, It was a big step only in that it was different. I mean, it's a a trade-off. The the main reason I reached out to so many of my friends now as opposed to 10 years ago when I made my first solo records um, was in the interest of time. Um, I am so busy with so many varied things as a, as a freelance musician yeah. uh, that getting a thing focused on a solo record or a solo EP in this case was very, very challenging. It just kept dragging on and dragging on. So I started talking to friends and just had this fantasy that bringing these people in are very talented in their own, own right would speed the process up, which of course it did in one respect. Um, at the end of the day, as you know, from being a, fan of my past work all the way back to jellyfish, Uh, I'm definitely a perfectionist. I definitely have standards. So even though I worked with these incredible people, I still found myself going back and nitpicking their parts and, uh, you know, rebuilding them and moving them around and slicing and dicing, not because they were wrong, but because I've just, I have my hands and everything. I am kind of a control freak that way. And uh, so I, I ended up adding more time to the process anyway yeah um but it was a it was a healthy experiment and their personalities are definitely i mean i think you'll hear um some slight i mean the overall kind of attitude and themes um, are definitely in keeping with stuff in the past but um, there's some different flavors in there different sonic scapes that can only come from other musicians uh, contributing uh, and I, I it's very welcome i, I the album has a very different scope um and i think you're, you you and, and the fans will pick up on that
0: i hope everyone's enjoying my interview with roger joseph Manning jr i'll be back after this message the divorce album is a unique new concept from one of my favorite artists secret friend the divorce album is a unique concept split into two sides mine and yours Mine features six new songs from Secret Friend, and yours features those same six songs performed by six of our artists. All of the songs are breakup songs, but let's face it, the best songs usually are. Featured artists include Taylor Locke, Sam Robson, Carla Kane, Wyatt Funderburk, Willie Wisely, a certain Roger Joseph Manning Jr., and many more. The Divorce Album is available now from your favourite streaming or download service. For more information, go to www.thedivorcealbum.com
3: Yes,
0: yeah, so with uh, guys like Chris Price, who is involved in the EP, um, does it kind of surprise you that there there's such a... Level of talent that is still kind of discovering your work and is still sort of excited about working with you, sort of thing. Because like, do do you feel that you're, without trying to embarrass you too much, that your legend has grown, sort of
2: thing, over the years. Um, I, I'm always grateful for any news of any new fans discovering uh, the music, particularly those who weren't even born when those first albums came out. You know, yeah. the Jellyfish Records. Um, but you know, I mean what Jellyfish offered and particularly my solo stuff now, I mean, there's, there's only a handful of people and groups, uh, doing anything like that. Now, uh, sing along pop is definitely, uh, a style that has had its heyday and is really, really no longer valued by the general population. I mean, it's like, it's like jazz in that way. Yeah, Jazz has been going on since the twenties or thirties and, in every decade, there will be a handful of people that love it to death, and they'll want to learn all about it, and they will practice their craft, musicians who want to play jazz. And the tradition will continue on. It'll never go away. I don't know how many new fans jazz is picking up every decade. Um, they certainly are, right? Yeah. Because young people are discovering it and doing it. But I don't know if the numbers are growing. Um, and so... Um, I just love the fact that anybody's paying attention at all. And I will continue to make sing-along pop for anybody who cares. And in in this case, we're talking about a guy like Chris who, yeah, he was probably, I don't know, 10 years old when the jellyfish records came out or whatever. Uh, I I think people like him will seek it out. They, they have to, it's an appetite. It's an appetite that feeds their soul. Um, Just as it did mine when I was young and uh, you know, I was, I was, born the year pet sounds came out so uh, i didn't enjoy it on its first run i discovered it 15 years later or whatever um that's i think that's going to continue to happen and and nobody could tell me at the time oh pet sounds was cool or it's it's not cool it either resonates deeply with your heart or it doesn't and you know you couldn't when i first heard it i couldn't put it down and there's we've all had tons of records and tons of artists that Have influenced us that way. I'm simply carrying on in a tradition, uh, and I I feel very confident that I'm offering original contributions in this genre uh, that um, are absolutely uh, in honor and with the utmost respect of everybody that's influenced me. And I'd like to think that I'm contributing as as greatly and on a level as my my uh, heroes. Um, and uh, as long as I have people coming to the table and saying, hey, yes, you are, please give us some more, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing it until my body you know, is unable to do it anymore. It's been the great joy for me uh, as part of my 30-year career now as a freelance musician, in addition to everything else I do. Um, but writing original music and recording feeds my soul like nothing else, and I'm just very thankful that I was able to start out in the business doing that. You know with, with Andy and Jason and my brother, and Jim Smith and Eric Dover, and all these people that I've uh, had the good fortune to collaborate with over the years.
0: Uh, absolutely. Well, I mean, there's, there's not many musicians who I know who, after so long as well, have maintained such a high level of, um, of songwriting as well. Like, do you it's one of those things where like it feels like every melody has been done, sort of thing? Do you find it sort of hard within this style in particular to have original melodies that you don't feel like you've heard before or are you you know because there is within your your solo albums um you know a sense of nostalgia in there as well are you happy to incorporate things that can be easily connected to things that you're passionate about or that you feel that your audience would be passionate about
2: well, like, no, I don't even really think about my audience, and that's not a an egotistical statement or a selfish one. It's well, you just a to fact. For, you have to write I, for you, I guess. Like, exactly right. That, yeah. So that's exactly what happened. So, you know, of all the music that's inspired me, there's a certain amount of that music that's really going to hit deep and is going to come back out of me when I contribute my my original music. Um, as far as coming up with original melodies and chord progressions, that's part of the skill. That's part of the challenge. You know, rock and roll is, is not that old, but it kind of is. I mean, if you consider it really got going in the late fifties. Yeah. So we're talking about sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and in the two thousands, about 50 years or so of people playing with the rock format, uh, rock pop format. Um, and, uh, Yeah, one of the challenges is to sit and rearrange uh, the 12 key centers in different ways with different rhythms. See, you've got an endless combination of rhythms, endless combinations of chord progression, and then the melodies you choose to put over them, not to mention an original lyric to sing along to. So, you know, when people come up with stuff that I've heard before, I'm like, man, you guys just haven't you haven't done your homework.
1: Yeah. You know, you haven't,
2: these people, they, they, they're, they're easily amused by the fact that, oh, oh, this, this sounds kind of cool. Well, you got to You got to know your history and you got to study your history uh, in order to then contribute something fresh. You know, am I operating within certain genres and themes? Yeah, but they're, they're near and dear to me for example for example a lot of people expect me to be a big raspberries fan or a big elo fan or uh, and i'm not really i love Lynne's production but i don't really care for elo songs as as a whole yeah. like that body of work i'm more attracted to say todd Rundgren's body of work or 10cc's body of work or um uh, you know gosh i don't know there's there's so many i mean you know, Sid Barrett and Pink Floyd's body of work. Um, I, I love psychedelic pop, particularly uh, the stuff that was coming out of England in the late 60s and early 70s. I mean, you know that 20 box set? It's called like uh, Rubble or um, – it's called like, yeah, I think it's called like Rubble or something like that. It's like uh, the best of obscure like British – I don't uh, actually psych know pop, it. man. Oh, my God. That, okay. that stuff is such an influence uh, on me and, and a lot of my friends. And you know, in fact, what, what's Jeff Lynn's band before ELO? It's um, The Move. Uh, you know, where's my? Uh, well, there's The Move, but it's before that too. It's um, yeah, the, the Move. I mean, The Move inspired me and influenced me and Jellyfish more than ELO ever did.
1: Yeah, same um, here. And again, same I'm here not, as well.
2: I'm, yeah. You know, and I'm not dissing ELO. Those those records are brilliant. get Jeff Lynn, and his, his production, his vocal harmonies, all his or- orchestrations. Man, they've influenced me to no end. I'm just saying this, this, the actual songs themselves. you know. So that's not going to come out of me when I write my songs. That kind of thing won't. But you know, Andy Parcher and XTC very much will. And when I first started writing, trying to figure out my own sound, all my songs sounded like baby XTC songs. And some of them were okay. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't going to release them and share them with the world because they just sounded like you know, XTC b-sides. And it's like, I was more interested in finding my own sound. I I really feel that by the time Jellyfish launched and Andy and I merged our influences, we had found a sound that could stand on its own two feet, you know, in spite of all the Wings records we listened to, in spite of all the Cheap Trick records we listened to. Um, And uh, that's all I'm continuing to do. I'm just continuing to explore what's deep inside of me after all this music is settled inside of me. How, how do I contribute to that incredible legacy and pantheon, um, that of course excites listeners like yourself because you're like, Oh, I, you know, I can tell what Roger's record collection is or whatever. That, that's cool. But at the same time, it's like, I'm hoping that I'm writing songs that are as great as anything on, you know, uh, Wings, McCartney Ram album, yeah. you know, or, uh, or, um, you name it. And, uh, so that's what this is all about, and I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be able to, to do this, to have somebody to squeeze this into my career, because this shit takes time. Um, <laughs> yeah. you'll, you'll hear you know, the arrangements on this new that's, – that's the first reason I reached out to Chris Price, is because I was talking to him, and he's like, dude, what's it going to take for you to get some new music happening? I go, man, it's the lyrics. The lyrics always slow me down. I enjoy writing them, and I feel that I'm pretty good at them, but it's super time-consuming. And he goes, well, let me help you with the lyrics. So that's the first thing he did. Um, and it actually ended up being the main thing he did. I ended up fleshing out all the music myself, uh, but he has uh, co-writes on several of the lyrics on this EP because he helped me kind of get started on it. Um, yeah. And uh, thankfully he did. And they you know, just kept trucking after that.
0: Yeah, Chris is... I, like I can't say enough good things about Chris. I've been lucky enough to work with him. And he wrote... Um, a song not on his new album but the album before it uh, that actually made me cry with the lyrics because it just really... There uh, you go. Yeah, and and, uh, don't get me wrong. Like, I, you know, one of the biggest jellyfish fans in the world, you know, um, but it was your first solo album that really influenced me and changed my life, especially, and I've told you this before, but wish it would rain, uh, particularly the bridge as well. Um just the way the harmonies are constructed it's, it's just one of those it like it knocked down the walls to me, and I knew very little about production and it was the kind of the first time that I was like I wanted to know how it was put together and how everything could be so you know the the arrangements could be so lavish, but you could hear everything like the bass lines uh, you know can be heard perfectly and just and also be complex and, you know, have it just for everything to work. And so I, I can't say enough about that album. But at the same time, uh, the first Uma Jets album, which um, we talked about when um, we did oh, the right. Imperial Dragon interview yeah. as well, the arrangements on that and the keyboard sounds that you use and just the um, the different textures on the album as well, you know, that is just as big of a influence to me as, um, as anything else. And... Um, and I will cut this bit out if you if you don't want it in the uh, in the EP, but uh, in the interview, sorry. But um, when I went to Eric Dover's house, he showed me some of the stuff that you uh, Eric and Tim have been working on, and um, it's amazing stuff.
2: Um, oh, thank you. I'm, I'm happy you're able to tell anything. These, yeah. I'm See, I, I don't know to, how much of this you know. is
0: top secret. That's the. Thing. <laughs>
2: Well, it's not really top. It was top secret to me when we first started because I didn't think we were gonna. I didn't know if we'd get past just the songwriting phase. But not only have we gotten past the songwriting phase, we've tracked drums and some basic instruments for about twelve songs now. Yeah. Uh, All all the lyrics are almost finished, Um, and we're actually meeting in April to continue to do overdubs. Now, it's going to be a process, and I can't tell you, your fans, when this is going to see the light of day. I believe in the material enough that it will see the light of day, but it's probably going to be a ways off. We're we're probably looking at, uh, you know, at least a year because all of us are so busy with other things, Mm -hmm. but it is moving forward. We're all very excited about the music. Uh, It's another collection of just stylistically varied uh, sing-along pop, soft stuff, rocking stuff, everything in between. Um, and, uh, it's been so much fun collaborating with my old bandmates before. It's why we all did this. We're just like, man, we've got, you know, instead of like all going on a cruise together for a vacation, we're like, let's go on a songwriting vacation because we didn't really get to do much songwriting, uh, in this unit back in the jellyfish days. So let's go for it. And that's what this is about. And, um, so yeah, it's not, I'm, you know, I'm, you're, please feel free to share that with whoever you want, just you know everybody be forewarned it's not going to come out next month we're it's it's a ways out
0: uh see well okay well i feel honored that i got to listen to it and and, and if my opinion means anything i promise everyone that it is everything you could want from a collaboration a collaboration between Roger Eric and Tim um and more you know i i very much enjoyed it and i know that your time is limited but i i do have a lot of questions um that i want to rattle through and uh, from people on the Johnny fan page uh, facebook group um so okay i will go through them if i can find it i should be more i should definitely be more prepared than this um that's all right
2: i've got about 10 minutes so we'll just do our best <laughs> um
0: Okay, so this is from Bobby Kellis. Uh, what have you been listening to lately that you've really enjoyed?
2: Right. Uh, he probably means, like, what new music have I been listening to? I, I, I'm guessing. Uh, to. <laughs> well, uh, somebody that comes to mind is uh, a guy named Danny... You probably know who he is. So let's see. Um sorry, I'm looking through my list here.
0: <laughs> it's really bad that I can't remember.
2: Danny. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. Sorry. What's his, what's his name? Danny. <laughs> uh, okay. Moving on. Let's see. Um, <laughs>
1: but Danny, yeah, he's...
2: I was digging. Oh, yeah. I was digging some of the new stone temple pilots. They have a good kind of rock poppin' album. Uh, enjoying some of the new pornographers. Um, Getting into the babies uh rediscovering uh oh a guy named Chris Rainbow from the 70s who I didn't wasn't familiar with at all mm-hmm. a lot of your listeners probably know him um let's see uh Ariel Pink's new album is absolutely awesome I'm a big Ariel Pink fan you I psychedelic podcast do, pop I do guy need to check LA. that out I
0: think there's new Lemon Twig stuff out as well isn't
2: there I, I don't know about that
0: Okay, yeah, that's what uh, I've, that's what. I've heard. See the thing, the, the the really cool thing about this the the jellyfish page as well is because like you know jellyfish in particular introduced me to so many different bands like outside of anything that you've written as well like Badfinger and um, Harry Nilsson um, and that's what I like to have with the page as well that people can just post music that they feel is jellyfish influenced or imperial drag influenced and you know just introduce people to new music as well which i think is really cool but um but yeah um this is from matt Mincy and sean young um top three movie soundtracks and top three tv cartoon themes
2: top three movie soundtrack Hmm. uh planet of the apes uh clockwork orange and good God, I know there's some incredible ones I'm not thinking of. Um, boy, I don't know what number three would be, so moving on in terms of time. Um, what was the other one? TV uh, show themes? TV
0: cartoon themes.
2: TV cartoon themes. Well, I mean, my favorites are the a lot of the themes that uh, were commissioned for. Okay, I the Idrisi brothers did uh, the theme to... Uh, Nanny and the Professor. That's one of my favorite songs they've ever written. That That's an artist for your listeners if they don't know about them. The Idrisi Brothers, they were Canadian, and they wrote songs like Cherish and Never My Love in the 60s. Hmm. But their solo albums are fucking unbelievably cool. And, again, if you like those kind of soft vocal group sounds of the 60s. I definitely check them out. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. theme. So the, the Croft theme. So the theme to... Uh, uh, Lidsville is amazing. H.R. Puff and stuff. They're just great pop songs. Um, yeah. I think the composer was Charles Fox, who went and did a bunch of TV show themes, uh, including the theme to Laverne and Shirley, which I love. That was a big American TV show in the 70s. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's some off the top of my head. Cool. Uh,
0: Ryan Schimenti. Uh, what? See, some of these questions may require more than a couple of words, so I don't know how many of these we can get through. But what modular analog synthesizers uh, do you regularly regularly use, and what plugins or soft synths uh do you think are close to or better than the original analog hardware versions?
2: Uh, answer his question. There are no software that come anywhere close to the original pieces however we all use them out of necessity and convenience Uh, i'm very very much a fan of all the stuff that's out there i'm the biggest fan of the spectrosonic stuff so uh, omnisphere and keyscape are two programs i use all the time Um, eric persing the creator of those instruments used to work at roland uh, and i believe he understands the mechanics uh, and the guts of those instruments through software better than anybody, but nothing will ever match. Well, not ever. They might get it right uh, years from now when the, uh, you know, the PC boards and everything are faster. Um, uh, But uh, for now, I'm very lucky and thankful to have so many of the original pieces because nothing sounds like it. It It literally massages your body when it comes to the speakers. There's something about, um, analog tones hitting ourselves versus uh, digital tones.
0: Is, is this a lot of the stuff that when you wrote about you bought stuff uh, post Jellyfish that you used uh, during Imperial Drag when stuff was relatively cheap to buy? Is that like a lot of the stuff yeah. that you still have?
2: Yeah, I, I started using stuff in Jellyfish, but really you can hear organic instruments all over Imperial Drag and then only on Moo Cookbook. I mean, Moo Cookbook was we formed that duo so we could play all of our old toys that we had found
0: yeah amazing um and then i've
2: tried to use you know i've used them ever since go ahead
0: um i'm going to be interviewing Stephen fox uh quite soon and uh you are a part of the uh, upcoming secret friend album
2: and i'm a huge fan of um i'm I'm a huge fan tell your list this guy has a beautiful voice is a super intelligent witty songwriter and i've been so flattered uh he i was brought into his Fold through Linus of Hollywood, who produced one of his records a few years ago. Um, very thankful for that introduction and very thankful that Stephen has thought highly enough of me to have me play keyboards and sing on his records. It's been a total honor. His music is amazing. And it's of all the session work I do and overdubs on people's records, I absolutely look forward to his music. It's, it's so compelling and fascinating and really stimulates those parts of me. Uh, I, I get... I have lots of ideas when I work on his stuff. It stimulates a lot of creative juices when he uh, hires me. That's cool.
0: Um, Ken Coleman asks, um, any new TV Eyes music in the pipeline? I'm guessing probably not at the moment.
2: No, but uh, Brian Reitzel, who was one of the co-founders of that group with me and Jason, very, very talented film composer now in the last 15 years. He and I have worked together. Uh, He's brought me into some of his TV shows. There's a TV show called American Gods uh, that was here in America last year. It did very, very well. Um, we just uh, worked on music for a National Geographic documentary on Mars. He brought me in to help him with that, um, and we wrote songs for American Gods. Uh, we wrote songs for Shirley Manson and Debbie Harry to sing, and nice. Brian wants to Brian Brian wrote a song with Susie Sue in the past and he says he wants to write more with her and wants me to help uh, co-write that material with him. So I really hope we can find the time to do that. Um, It's been a lot of fun collaborating with Brian that way. So two thirds of TVI's are are in action, you know, and if, and if we, the songs that we did for Debbie Harry and Shirley Manson and of course Susie, they're going to have a slight 80s flavor to them, you know, not totally, they're more modern, but, you know, not as 80s as TV Eyes were.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, I'll do, I'll do a couple more because I know your time is very short. Uh, Robert, yeah. Perry, Robert Perry yeah, asks, uh, boxes are briefs? Yeah, no, this, this is the kind of like top-notch journalism that um, I can only provide. Okay, on this
1: well, this is,
2: <laughs> this is much too much information, but um, in the mid-1990s uh-huh. uh, when Spilt Milk came out, um, if you may, may remember, uh, Lenny Kravitz's biggest record, Are You Gonna Go My Way, uh, came out at the same time, roughly. Mm-hmm. And we were both on Virgin Records, and Lenny's record had two number one hits on or two very big songs on it. In fact, he did very well in the UK. Uh, and our record did okay, but nowhere near as well as Lenny's did. So I was very envious of his success. And I actually thought the Are You Gonna Go My Way record was one of his best records. I thought uh, he and his bandmates wrote some really cool rock and roll songs at a time when I thought a lot of crappy rock and roll was being written in the early 90s. Hmm. Um, Anyway, uh, so I I read a whole bunch of interviews about him because I was fascinated by how he made his albums at the time. And in one of the interviews, it talked about how because he enjoys wearing a lot of kind of like 70s retro fashion, which as you know, I, I enjoy doing as well. He said he didn't wear underwear because it just got in the way of a lot of his pants and stuff. Uh And I said, Oh my God, that makes tons of sense. So I stopped wearing underwear (laughs) and I haven't, even though I don't wear seventies flare bell bottoms every day, I don't wear underwear because I find them confining and no matter what uh, pants or shorts I'm wearing, I don't wear underwear. It's just, and I have Lenny Kravitz to thank for that. So he influenced me more, um, in terms of my, um, underalls than my actual songs.
0: <laughs> so you're, you're to blame why I have long hair as well. And why I spend about three hours trying to towel dry it and, uh, using really good conditioner
2: on it as well. So, um, well, there you go. But if you, but if you remember about, uh, last year he did the splits on stage and he ripped his pants and his, uh, he gave a free show <laughs> of to the world. Um, and you know, so maybe, maybe it would have been better if he had briefs for boxers on. Uh,
0: uh-huh. well, speaking of indecent nudity, um, I, me and Brittany have uh, been chatting about this. Um, yeah, you know, Brittany and I did embarrass her uh, by showing yes. her the, uh, Imperial drag interview that you did, uh, back in the day where Brittany rang up and basically told you that she wanted to marry you and, um, Doing well, things. I don't remember that, but that's, that's uh, <laughs> adorable. It was, it was adorable. Um, yeah, we're arguing over the, uh, the uh, poster that uh, comes uh, as part of the pledge campaign um, because you either you're shirtless or you have a, a, a flesh-colored shirt.
2: No, I am shirtless. You are shirtless. Uh, uh, that, yeah, that, that photo was taken at Coachella, or well, right outside Coachella about two years ago. We were visiting a, um, a friend who was staying in this beautiful mid-century modern home in Palm Springs near Coachella, and it was so, so hot. I was just running around in shorts the whole weekend anyway, um, and they had this beautiful antique uh, trailer from the 50s and 60s, camping trailer, and I, I had Laurel, my fiancé, take my picture, and I just thought it ended up being this hilarious picture that uh when i decided i wanted to call it was it was one of the re- i saw, I came across that photo and i realized that glamping may be a good um title for the ep uh and it all kind of came from that photo uh-huh. interestingly enough so that's why i turned it into the poster uh, so and you... that picture will be on the inside of the ep as well
0: well i think you've guaranteed some uh, sales amongst the the female Population of jellyfish fans. Well, there was also. I don't know about that. (laughs) There was also another poll on on the jellyfish page uh, of the sexiest jellyfish member, and uh, you ranked highly. Um, But Jason's a handsome man, so Jason did win outright.
2: Tried to compete with Jason Falker, the California blonde (laughs) from uh, the town next to Malibu. (laughs) Uh, Well,
0: look, I I don't want to keep you any longer. Apologies to anyone who. I didn't ask questions because I feel that you covered stuff in the interview that people were asking. So I think I, I won't oh, get, good. I won't get any um, death threats or anything. I don't think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think everything will be fine. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, glamping, uh, like I'm, I'm really excited that uh, land of pure imagination is uh, finally going to be on vinyl. Um, I am going to frame it. I'll, I'll be honest. Cause I do have the life changing album, you know sort of collage on the wall sort of thing uh but uh land of pure imagination on vinyl and uh, catnip dynamite on vinyl as well they will sound tremendous did you want them on vinyl at the time i mean i guess everyone wants their album on vinyl
2: um yeah sure yeah, yeah no of course so this is a nice opportunity to get that happening um as far as that goes
0: that's really good. Yeah. This just ridiculous amount of cool stuff. And did you say that more stuff is, uh, going online for this one or will it be for the next, the next
2: campaign? Um, well, we're about to put up, uh, four keyboards for my collection that are going up for sale. I uh, won't well, not for sale, you know, they're part of the incentives. Yes. Um, and then, uh, my hope, depending on how this campaign goes and so far it's gone great. Thanks to you and your listeners. Um, is every six to nine months do another batch of four or five songs and just keep giving you guys stuff instead of having to wait three years for a whole record kind of thing. Um, and with each of those campaigns, I'll keep bringing out paraphernalia and special unique items and uh, hand-drawn lyrics and chord charts and just memorabilia from from the last 20 years. I've got memorabilia from jellyfish imperial drag move cookbook tv eyes on and on and on um and i think this is just a great way to continue to share with all you guys because you just keep hanging in there and i'm so thankful for your loyalty and that's why you know that's why i made that very long-winded wordy uh, promo video with my brother, Tim, who shot and filmed that whole thing. Yeah. And, you know, basically not only inviting everybody to the party, but also saying thank you for the last 20 years of, of pop party, you know? Yeah. And if you haven't
0: seen the video as well, it's so well shot. Like <laughs> it's, it's, it, it just captures the, like where, where was it uh, filmed? Was it in California or was it outside of the?
2: Yeah, no, that was in the California Sierras in uh, Truckee, which is uh, near Lake Tahoe. hmm Um, and I visit my brother every year up there for Christmas. He's a, he's an action filmmaker, like snowboarding and surfing movies. He's a a professional filmmaker in that world. He does a lot of other stuff too, but that's where he's gotten his, most of his work and his notoriety. Um, and he, and I I told him what I was looking for and he's like, man, let me just get some cameras and let's just go into the backcountry and just start shooting. I'll just shoot a bunch of footage and we'll see if we can use any of it to edit together for your promo film.
0: That's awesome. Well, it, if um, if anyone's disappointed that I didn't get to that question, one of the uh, perks is that you can have a phone interview with uh, Roger himself. So um, there you go. There's no excuse not to uh, not to pledge. Basically. Oh yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I've got I've got Skype interviews, phone call interviews, interview me in person, have dinner with me, all different price ranges. And basically, you can talk my ear off until it becomes too personal.
1: You know,
2: <laughs> I, I'm I, that, that's I'm all about that. And a few of those have sold, and I'm looking to, uh, I, you know, the phone call stuff is, is easy. It's like ask me 20 questions and call it a day. Um, so I'm very open to that. Uh, please, yeah, remind everybody and feel free to post your uh, interview link in all the social stuff. I'm trying to be better about socials and things um, than yeah. I have been in the past and Now's
0: the time. Yeah, you're on uh, Instagram. You're on Twitter. All the links will be uh, below. You've been on Facebook for a while, but the 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 your social uh, online presence has uh, definitely sort of grown, and everyone's kind of, everyone's eating it up, which is really cool. Um, oh, good. And it's good to hear. Before you go, I've got to tell you this story as well, because um, I, I told it to Eric Skodis when I was out there and uh, a few other people, and they found it hilarious. Um, the night before I went into East West Studios, um, which is where Spilt Milk was recorded, um, it was never a plan on uh, like, Yeah, in
2: Studio A, yeah. number
0: one. Uh, Fernando was recording there, and he sent me a message the night before, and he oh. was like, uh, just drop whatever you're doing and recording in the Spilt Milk studio. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to drop all my plans and uh just make it out there and um everyone was like cuz you know Pet Sounds was recorded um in studio 3 i believe um was it studio 3 yeah studio, that's yeah. a legend and um you know yeah. Frank Sinatra and all kinds of people but i was like nah screw Pet Sounds spilt milk was recorded there and everyone found that deeply hilarious that was just a complete <laughs> that was a complete nerd i think eric has footage of me as well um just looking in the studio studio and just you know not making too much of a mess in my pants, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, on, on that, ver- on that very, ta- on that very, very tasteful note, um, I will let you go. And, um, thank you for doing this, Roger. Like, you know, again, you're a hero. I'll keep telling you this until the end of time. Cause it's, it's true.
2: Um, <laughs> and, all good, man. Uh, well, no, I, I appreciate all of your effort and all your enthusiasm. And, uh, yeah, just keep spreading the word. Cause you know, the, that, that, pop fan base we were talking about at the beginning of the interview, it absolutely can grow. It's just awareness. I think people are more starved for melody now than ever with hip hop based pop. And I have nothing against hip hop based pop, yeah. but we, we all were varied people with varied appetites and varied emotions, not just one or two. And uh, you know, that's what my heroes did for me. And I'd like to be able to do that for uh, our, our fans and, and those people who haven't discovered uh, you know, an old McCartney record or an old Jellyfish record or an old Queen record, and on and on and on and on. Absolutely.
0: Well, actually, before you go, favorite Queen album?
2: If you have. Oh, one. wow. Yeah, it's a toss up between Jazz and Night at the Opera.
0: Oh, good choices. Jazz, very underrated. Very underrated.
2: I love that. Love that record.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, do you have it? See, Slash as well said his favorite riff, Queen riff of all time, was more of that jazz, which is kind of a. Odd choice.
2: Uh, yeah, but I but I get it.
0: Mm-hmm, absolutely. Well, I had to ask you a queen question there at the end. But um, Okay, Roger, thank you. All Pledge music links will be posted below. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be a huge success. It already is becoming a massive success. Um, and take advantage of all the really cool things that are on offer because um, they won't be on offer ever again. You know, Roger's Flowery Pants and crazy boots and <laughs> well not to be fair though you've probably got a ton of this stuff <laughs> there might be more on offer um coming up but yes
2: oh there, there yeah there's a few things coming up but there's not i put up some of the some of the best gems this first time around i just wanted to see what would happen
0: <laughs> no one's come forward on the page and said that they've bought any of this stuff i'm hoping that like you know someone tries to model it um <laughs> i think that could be hilarious <laughs> Yeah, you may you may get freaked out walking around LA and you see people wearing your old clothes. That could be a bit weird. True. <laughs> okay, well, look, I'll let you get on with the million other things that you must be doing and thank you again and we'll talk again at some point soon. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Talk
2: to you later.
0: That was Aaron Kaplan with The Answer. What a song. Love it. Um, and if the name Aaron Kaplan means something to you, or you've heard the name before, uh, that's because he was the guitarist for Roger Joseph Manning Jr. solo band uh, that played Fuji Rock and some other gigs as well. Um, and it was really weird. I, I, I was the person that told him and Eric Scodis that Uh, that the American version of Catnip Dynamite had uh, bonus tracks, live bonus tracks from uh, Fuji Rock 06 um, with Eric and uh, Aaron on them as well. So they didn't actually know about that until I told them. So that's kind of a weird situation. My cat has just entered the room. Hello, hello, Mango. You may hear her in the background. Um, I think she's after food, so I will keep this short. Um, Aaron's uh, brother, Ian, is actually uh, in need of a liver transplant. And... um, They're holding a benefit called a dating... Dayton is for livers, Uh, there is a Facebook uh, page uh, on Aaron's uh, page and I will link it below as well. Uh, He needs to raise medical uh, expenses um, for this transplant as well. If you can donate in any way, I can't think of a more worthy reason to uh, do so. So yeah, links will be below, check it out, check it out, check it out, Uh, please do. Uh, And I will be posting it on the Jellyfish uh, Facebook page as well. So, yeah, upcoming, big announcement. Chris Manning has agreed to do the podcast. Woo, I'm excited. Um, Me and Chris have had a little bit of contact over the years. I've sent him some tracks for his... uh for his opinion and stuff like that. Um Chris rarely does interviews so this will be fun. Um he is a part of uh the Glamping uh EPE from Roger. Um and links below to pre-order that and check out all of the amazing things that are up for order as well. I didn't have enough money to buy the clothes. Um <laughs> I wouldn't have fit in them anyway. See as a as a insane jellyfish collector, I think like the line has been drawn now. Um you know, clothes, things that have been near Roger Joseph Manning Junior's balls. I think are like you know the line, and it, <laughs> and I wouldn't fit in them anyway. So, um, but no, the people who have bought them, no one stepped forward yet. I would would have thought that they're all a part of the group, uh, so, you know. I think we're all interested to know if you. Uh, have bought uh roger's duds um so yeah chris manning coming up um i will be opening it up to questions as well apologies to anyone whose questions i didn't get round to asking during the roger interview he had a very short amount of time i was very conscious of it as well um and but he was like the nicest dude, and also the audio did cut out, uh, because um uh, Skype problems as well. So if you hear an edit, I apologize for that. Um, as I'm talking now, I haven't listened back to the show. I know it's a weird thing because it's after the interview, but I'm doing the links beforehand. You know, I'm opening up the uh, the doors of uh, how this podcast is very technically put together. Oh, it's a high, it's a high technical operation we've got going on here with cats. Hello, Mango. Um, oh, I wish I could. Yeah, I wish it was a video podcast. You get to see Mango. Uh, she's ready to claw my face out, I think, because I, st- I need to make her some food. So on that note, um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave a five-star review, you know, if you want. Uh, you know, leave me some very constructive feedback. Uh, but, you know, if you think I'm shit, tell me in person. Don't... Uh... <laughs> one person called me the worst interviewer of all time uh, so you know th- I've got that going on at least um, and uh, do continue to tune in to Pablo's and Podcast there will be more Jellyfish related shows um, and yeah it's all it's a, it's a fun time to be had by all so thank you very much and I will see you next time goodbye goodbye goodbye, goodbye. goodbye.